Hi, my name is Nadja Ahmed. I'm Clinical Director of AmbiMind. Hi, my name is Rina Ahmed. I'm the Practice Manager here at AmbiMind. Welcome to our podcast. And today we have a special guest with us. I'll let him introduce himself, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's all good. Thank you. Hi, so yeah, I'm uh, Ollie Dobson. I create content about men's mental health and social commentary, primarily on TikTok and Instagram. Okay, lovely to meet you. Yeah, yeah? it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us today. So our podcast today, we're going to be speaking about a few different things. First of all, the cost of living. Um, as you pro- all probably know, it's, it's a big thing today and, you know, it's affecting a lot of people. And the second thing is about social media. And then lastly, we're going to speak to Ali and speak to him about his road to recovery. If that's OK with you, Ali? Absolutely. OK. Yeah. The, what is your opinion, Ali, uh, based on the, you know, the uh, cost of living at this moment? How this impacting you as a person and what do you think that is impacting society at this moment? Yeah, um, I mean... It's well shown throughout history that when we go through periods of economic turmoil, it has a pretty detrimental effect on people's well-being. Um, understandably, people are worrying about can they pay for their bills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, they they lose work, um, and there's certain charities like the the Money Mental Health Foundation that have done a lot of um, like research and, and reports into this. Is I mean, I think even without the research being there just sort of it seems quite obvious to, to most of us right like if your your money is tight that is gonna make you feel stressed and I think a lot of people are really feeling that squeeze at the moment across the country in terms of me personally um yeah it's it's my my main difficulty is I graduated two years ago um and I've not been able to pay off my overdraft um from uni since um just because the wages that we have at the moment don't really reflect the the costs that are associated with that and for me personally one of the main struggles that I have had over the last few years is financial related stress um, and I think that's something that's going to be shared by by millions of people throughout this country at the moment. Yeah it definitely is as well there's, there's been a lot of surveys going on throughout this cost of living a lot of people saying is it going to be the next pandemic yeah. type of thing we don't yeah. know yeah. there's people out there that can't afford to put the heating on which is very sad you know, do you, do you think this is going to get better? Do you think it's going to get worse? What What are your views on that? Yeah, it's it's difficult um, without sort of delving too much into the sort of the economic forecasts. Like, economics isn't my my forte either. But you know, from from what I'm seeing at the moment, it looks like at least the next few years are going to be tough. Uh, the the country has a lot of problems in terms of its economic structure and inequalities and the way that we're heading at the moment there are certain predictions that we could be heading for a a great depression equivalent to what we had in in 1929 and that is going to have a detrimental effect on societal well-being that there will be a lot of uh, a lot of consequences that, that come from that, unfortunately. I absolutely agree with you because there's a lot of research been doing. I know that everyone individually affected by this, yeah. but however, the people get more affected who are actually meeting their needs every day. Yeah, they're yeah. finding it hard to, and then at this moment, that like, people start to reduce. In there is a, a little research been done in Harvard School, the where the people start to doing stop seeing friends, yeah. doing stop going in gyms, so just so just to keep their house warm and having a food in a plate. So yeah. is there a lot of impact? And it's not just the impact as a financially is impacting mentally absolutely and um, so it's just like and you have said one thing is a depression about 
2029. Yeah. But it's not, I don't think it's not about the depression 2029, it's the future for us. But yeah. however, is the current day, it's really affecting mental well-being as yeah. a family itself, not just one person, as a whole system. Yeah. So I think it's a current life, like this crisis, it's not, I think in, in COVID, it was a lot of help. From everywhere, yeah. so as well as that, you in your own house, and you don't need to pay, don't need to go to work. You could stay yeah. in your home. You could able to. There's someone paying you, the, like the wage, and you could spend time with your family without any concern. I know yeah. that there is a health risk, but that's not the risk that we're going through at this moment with the living crisis. Because mm. it's like you need to make sure your house is warmed. You need to make sure your kids been fed. So you need to do it every day, and that's not just a depression. I would say that could be like a uncertainty. It's yeah. like they're giving you the order every day of how I'm going to live tomorrow. Yeah. Not just how I'm going to live tomorrow. It's not the problem how I'm going to live today. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know what I mean? So yeah. future is quite far at this moment. It's about, if you start thinking about a bigger picture of the whole situation, it's the present moment. It's yeah. really struggling for some people. It is definitely evident if you look back even when we was growing up, maybe 15 years ago or so, when we was younger, there was, like, we didn't hear of any yeah. kind of food banks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can see just... You know, generally, it's it's becoming more and more used upon because there's a lot of people there, unfortunately, within poverty. And as you're saying, like with the cost of living, everything just all over. More and more people are going to rely on that, and it is yeah. sad. It's like you know, having to think if, like you said yourself, Ali, um, do I put my heating on today? Yeah. Do I feed my children? There's lots of families out there, mums, dads, that are probably going without food. Yeah. Because they need to food the kids, so it is something that we, you know, we need to be aware of and obviously I think it is going to be something that's going to have a long-term effect on mental health so you know how how do you battle that you know once hopefully things get better and we do come out of a cost of living how, how would you go about that? I think is that even though if we if we're able to somehow combat it as a like that is this crisis, but it's still going to have a detrimental effect in people's mental well-being, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's still the people going through the stress. It's still going people going. You have mentioned that the depressions. It's still people worrying about uncertainty. It's still worrying about the having the food or the, the choice they're making, and that somehow they're still going to have that kind of because it's not just overnight. It's happening every day. They're struggling, and it's just a turn to be a habit of concerning, habit of a worrying. So this could be not just that today or tomorrow it could be have a massive impact on people's actually well-being as a whole yeah so um even though it's a resolve or even though we could combat it somehow so it's just that it's more important thing is that people having their awareness again and as well as understanding and then supporting for each other at this moment is very important for having a good mental well-being or physical well-being for giving a support to society yeah so that's yeah. It's my opinion it's, towards it. It's nice. It's, it's spot on. I mean, the, the, the issue of security is fundamental to it. Like, we like to feel secure in, in yeah. what, what yeah. we're doing. Some some people are okay with it, and it, they feel motivated by it, and it, the risk, and that, it, it gives them excitement. But for most people, it doesn't. They they just want to know that they're, they're going to have X amount of money coming in at the end of the, the week, and that they're going to be able to afford the, the necessities and, and maybe a, a little bit a little bit more and as you mentioned earlier with, with COVID there was that certainty because yeah. we had um, I've forgotten the name of it what was it called the government scheme when, yeah. when everyone it's got paid regardless I was it's in a fair law well. fair scheme yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so everyone had that but that's that's sort of gone now so we we're back to where we were where there, there isn't that that security schemes, yeah. so much and and yeah you know some people they, they might become so mentally affected by that that even after when things do improve 
economically, that has sort of led to them developing um, sort of anxious thought patterns and, and, and worries. Yeah. And then you have to handle that on specifically on the mental health grounds, not just addressing the the broader problem of. Uh, lack of financial stability. So think about this. So if some this phase of our life that we are going through this living crisis and until we're not going to just overnight wake up in the morning, everything normal for us, we can't do that because it's very hard for as a human to adapt that mm-hmm. because like say anxiety itself, back in the day people living in the like in try to survive from the animals and all this. So they yeah. have this anxiety, fight and flight response. Yeah. So the, that is because it's triggering our brain as a human. We always have this anxiety. So when you go for an exam or when you're going for yeah. a job yeah. interview, because that comes from there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's just that we can't just forget about it, blink of eyes. We can't just say everything fine for us. Yeah. So it doesn't, life doesn't work that way, isn't it? So we need to be realistic. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah. that is, so it does say a lot about do you really able to recover that quick? Even though maybe financially, but as a person, mentally and physically, I think yeah. it will be a little bit challenge. You, you've got to be realistic with these things, and and, and this is something that I, I, I've been particularly vocal about recently on my social media in, in relation to anxiety. So you see a lot of uh, products and services that will talk about anxiety as something that you can just um, cure, you can eradicate, you can fix it because. A lot of people, they see mental health and, and mental illness or elements of, of human mind and behaviour as, as similar to, say, like a bone. You break it and it fixes. But it's not like that with anxiety. It's about how you learn to manage it and live with it. As you've just said, like anxiety is our survival mechanism. Absolutely. It's ingrained in our DNA very deeply. And it's just attaching itself to things that... But it's so silly when you think about it now. Like we, we, we had it because there was a saber-toothed tiger that was about to kill us, and now we, we're going. Our body thinks that we're about to die because you know we, we can't afford a, a food shop or something yeah. like that. Which, which in itself is a, is an, an awful thing. But when you compare it to to the, the, the back in the, the day, day and then yeah, this anxiety about financial crisis at this moment or the crisis, living crisis, yeah. it's not something we could switch off. We can't say it's not real. No. It is actually real, isn't yeah. it? We're yeah. all struggling. And it is, it is a valid worry, actually. Like I, I say that. Like, I think saying like anxiety with not having a food shop is a, a bad bad example because, actually, if you can't afford food, then like that is a threat to you. you Absolutely. I guess, let, let's say, let's give another example, like us sitting here before, like I have anxiety now, sitting here in front of a camera talking to two strangers, right? Like, and you just recognise that it's like, okay, so my heart rate is faster, like, I'm sweating a bit more, yeah. I'm not, uh, not salivating, like, the, the classic signs of, of anxiety, but through uh, sort of being aware of that, I can actually sort of challenge it and be like, well, oh, I'm sitting here in front of the camera in, in Manchester. Definitely. Um, I know we've spoke about quite a few different things here. <laughs> With the financial crisis, cost of living, but I think one thing that is important, um, you know, a lot of people out there have got mortgages, a lot of people in the room here have got mortgages, so, you know, a lot of people's mortgages have gone up quite drastically, and, yeah. you know, has it come to the point where, you know, people are also thinking, oh, how am I going to pay my mortgage this month, and then also, you know, have they had to cut things out of their life, you know, day-to-day thing, not day, even day-to-day things, actually, for example, going to the gym, yeah. can, you know, they're going to have to pay the mortgage first before they can pay for the gym membership, you know, taking the children on day out, family holidays, so that in itself, again, is, 
another cause of concern for people. You know, mentally something that they might have been used to previous years, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be possible for the next few years. Yeah, well, you're, it, with that, it's eradicating the qualities of life yeah, and stripping it down to the bare essentials, mm-hmm. which is just a crap way to live, isn't yeah. it? Like, you, you work, you, you cook, you eat, that, that's all you can do. Yeah. Like, we, we want to be able to go and do things, and un- unfortunately, a lot of things outside of, of that involve spending money, socialising often. Yeah, even going out money. with your friends, you know, a lot of exactly. people won't even be able to do that because, Ex- exactly of, because that. of this. That's exactly it. And I mean, yeah. this it's, it's on a different scale again. Like, this is what I, I saw in London very, very often with a lot of young graduates that go down there. London is all about spending money and going out and doing things. But if you don't have that money, which a lot of people don't because they're not paid enough, then you can't actually do anything. Mm-hmm, and you, you end up living depressively because you're in the house all the time and you're not really, really doing much. And then, again, on a, a more severe scale, if you're cutting out things like gym, like it's important, we need to exercise. And yeah, sure, you can exercise outside of the the gym but like why why should it be the case that you can't yeah, afford a, a gym absolutely. membership like something as, as simple as as exercising and and that's symbolic of the, the the broader problem there when you have people that are just living on the the bare minimum in a country that is so affluent we are one of the richest countries in the world a major economy like that is going to have a really detrimental effect on people's well-being yeah that, that's what is that's what's scary you know mm. the, the the can be more definitely done but it's like you say, it's, it's going to cause more problems for, pe- for people's well-being, you know, mentally, physically. So it's, it's, it's very sad. It's important to remember community in this, in this stuff and to support each other as well, because this is the problem, like, without veering into the politics of it too much, you know, there's <laughs> things that you need to change there in terms of your, your economic policy and, yeah. and welfare addressing inequality, etc., etc. But realistically, for a lot of us, that's beyond our control so the things that you need to focus on are what you can deal with immediately within your smaller community so like getting involved with your, your food bank donating to charity whatever supporting people being kind to one another because that is what is going to help people to get through these harder times of, of economic instability absolutely we can support each even other just in these things. walking down the street for example you know smiling at somebody <laughs> it's just even something yeah. like that you know you don't know yeah what that person's gone through in that day they might have been having a really rubbish day might have been having a really great day but you know it doesn't cost us anything yeah. just to smile at somebody just something as simple as that um so yeah so we've we've discussed quite a lot there i think um about the cost of living and um, is there anything else she would like to add no i think as I, like i want to add that is it's a two-way street isn't it being act of kindness is two-way street the person feel happy and you feel happy to yourself so yeah. it's about being compassionate to yourself and compassionate to others is very important yeah yeah absolutely okay well thank you both um we've we've covered the cost of living, financial crisis, social media. So, you know, thank you for that. Yeah. You've both made really good points and hopefully, you know, we will bring awareness to our viewers who are going to watch. So you've been quite open with us there um, and shared your experience, your journey that you've gone through. During that particular time, who did you turn to anyone for support? Was it family, friends? Did you find something specific that helped you get through it? Did you get therapy? I think that it was pro- probably the development of IBS that really spurred on me then developing depression when I went to, to uni. Um, but anyway, went through uni, 
depression got worse and worse. Um, generalised anxiety disorder came with it as well. So I got two diagnoses by the time I was 19. Um, I started becoming severely depressed. And then in lockdown, I got to a point where I wanted to kill myself. I'd written a note. I couldn't get out of bed. I was in bed for probably like 18 to 20 hours a day. Absolutely, so, like you have said something in there. And that was a huge good journey. But one of the things is, so is a lot of compliment to you. You should be proud of yourself that you combat that journey. Mm. Like you said that you are, the, you are in your lowest point at that time. Yeah. And you felt like that you want to kill yourself. And it must be very tough for you. Yeah. But you did it. So that's why you should be proud of yourself, Ollie. Well, I think that is the end of our podcast. We've been here for quite a while, but no, we appreciate your time very much. Thank you for joining us today, Ollie. Thank you very much for having me here. I know you had a bit of a disaster getting here. Anyway, but you got here, so thank you again, you know, for joining us. Thank you for going through um, the questions that we had. And thank you to Nurtis as well. Thank you, Ollie, for answering all the questions. Yeah, no. So, we'll see you all soon. Bye, guys.